Welcome to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast, weekly doses of language learning tips and motivation to help you become fluent in any language. With me, Ollie Richards. Hello. Hello. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the I Will Teach You a Language podcast. Hope you're doing well. It is yet another rainy day here in London. Uh, it's been we've just been through this incredible like Indian winter, if you can call it that, like a week of twenty to what eighteen degrees, uh, which is just totally uncharacteristic. It's like the highs of summer. For those of you in the US, eighteen degrees is about uh, seventy six Fahrenheit in the middle of February, so really quite something. But anyway, we're back to what we would expect: rain, drizzle. You can probably hear it on the on the windows here. All right, lots of things going on. Um, Italian Uncovered, my new beginner's Italian course, where you learn Italian through the power of story, is now out, which is super exciting. You can go to uh, italianuncovered.com to find more information about that. We also have the Language Influencer Summit just around the corner. I'm looking forward to meeting lots of people out there who who are bringing their talents to the world of online language learning and I'm looking forward to a fantastic weekend in Berlin. Uh, for more information about that, if you didn't know about that and you'd like to come, that's languageinfluencersummit.org. And um, yeah, I'm considering a couple of trips coming up as well. I've uh, recently, in recent years, I've struggled to get a lot of language practice in. I've been sort of holed up in London, working a lot, going to the gym a lot. Living a fairly quiet life, actually. Big trips aside, my sort of daily life is fairly fairly dull and boring. And uh, I kind of really miss uh, getting the opportunity to, to just practice a language in a kind of full-blown, no-holes-barred scenario. So I'm considering a trip to Italy in early April. So if you're in Italy and you fancy, um, fancy getting together for an Apidol, Apidol Spritz, something like that, drop me a line. Instagram is the best place to get hold of me these days. At I will teach you a language. Other than that, lots of other exciting things coming up too, but I won't bore you with those right now. All in good time. I'd like to thank the sponsors of the show. If you have yet to start speaking your tang- your, your target language, you know that language that you've been learning for some time, remember that? Are you speaking it regularly? If not, may I suggest that you start? You will love it. It will completely revolutionise your language learning experience. And you can get a free lesson by going to uh, by visiting italki using the link that I'm about to give you. Italki is the best place to connect with native speaker teachers so that you can get that all-important language practice in. I use them a lot myself, which is why I'm so happy to recommend them. Iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free lesson is where you can get a special... Uh, it's, it's actually free money to spend on italki free credits when you register with them all right then time for a question from lucia hi my name is lucia my native language is spanish my second language is english i've been trying to learn chinese for a few years now to be honest i don't know how many years i finally reached um an intermediate level And what I was doing before is I was studying Russian and Chinese at the same time. I reached an A2 level in Russian, and then I dropped it because I wanted to focus on Chinese. So what I do now is I do study Chinese um, about five hours a week, 
and I only dedicate two hours to Russian, and that is one hour reviewing words and grammar, and the other hour is it's just a language exchange. So I'm trying to maintain or more like not forget what I learned in Russian. Do you think this is a good idea? Is this a good approach, or do you think it is it is a distraction and it is affecting my studies? Um, because I I don't feel like I'm making much progress in Chinese at the moment. Thank you. Hi, Lucia. Thank you very much for your question. Now, um, long-term listeners to the podcast will know that we've covered the topic of learning multiple languages a number of times um, in the past. And so, again, regular listeners will probably be able to guess what I'm about to say. But I'm going to take a slightly different tack with this because um, it's based on my own recent learning experience and what I've been doing to to learn Japanese, in fact. Because I think there is what I'm learning about myself at the moment. I think there's a lot to it. And I'm sort of, I'm discovering, I'm, I'm playing with these ideas a bit at the moment, seeing where they lead me. And I think they're very, very powerful. So I'd like to share that with you, with you here. And whether you're just learning the one language or, or multiple, I think this, this will hopefully help. So Lucia, you said that you, you, you're an intermediate level Chinese speaker. So congratulations for a start. That's a, that's a great achievement. Don't play that down. It's completely normal to feel stuck. And you said that you don't feel like you're improving. Totally normal. There is nothing unusual there at all. Okay, so that's fine. Even if you feel like you're not improving for months on end, totally normal. You also have learned Russian and you're at an A2 level in Russian. And you don't want to let all that hard work go to waste. And we can all uh, relate to that. So... What this comes down to is, should we learn two languages at the same time? Because you could keep up both of your languages, or you could put one on, on the back burner or just press pause on it altogether for a period of time, which would allow you to focus on the one language, right? And from what I gather from you, Lucia, I mean, your, your intuition is telling you that that's what you need to do, that you need to just put one aside to focus on on the other. And I would say that in general, I would agree with that. I think it's very difficult to learn two languages at the same time, especially when neither of them are at an advanced level. Okay, and this is the kicker, because when I think about like the whole, the complete spectrum of learning a language from kind of beginning to end, if there is, if there is ever such thing as an end, then I kind of see it as a race to get to B2. Because after that, you can afford to just do pretty much anything and you won't forget the language. Okay. So when I say race, I don't mean as quickly as possible because we should always enjoy it. Right. But to a certain extent, that is the, that is what's going on because if you don't make quick enough progress, then what happens is you start to get these feelings of frustration creep in, which is what you're, which is what's happening with you now, Lucia. Right. And so when we think about the big things that we all have to battle against in language learning, one of the big things is frustration and boredom and this kind of this 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 kind of demon that's this devil that's sitting on your shoulder telling you oh, give it up give it up give it up or um whatever whatever voice it's whispering to you so w we need to get our languages to a b2 upper intermediate level which is i like to explain it as the point at which you could sit down in the pub and have a fun conversation right if you basically if if, if you so let's say you're learning english and you can, we go to the pub together if you're at B2, we can have we can sit down and have a drink in the pub and enjoy it. If you're B1, 
I'm going to be dumbing my English down for you. It's not going to feel completely authentic, right? So B2 is when you can go to the pub, sit down, enjoy a drink. Um, that That's the, the level that you want to get to, okay? So my basic advice here is uh, I would probably just put Russian back in the drawer for now and focus on Chinese. But that is just me sitting on the other side of the world giving you some some, some stock language advice. You've ultimately got to make this decision for yourself and it depends on your aims. If all you want to do is enjoy yourself and enjoy the process, then by all means keep both of them up. But if you're looking for progress and you're looking for results, then I would suggest you focus just on on one. Now, I'm going to introduce a different idea into the mix here. And this is the idea that your feelings and emotions are always right. And that is ultimately what you should listen to. So I am having Japanese coaching at the moment. Bit of background. Uh, my Japanese is pretty good, but I've stagnated for a long time. And I've never really been able to just bring myself to do the work I know I need to do. It's one of those funny situations where I kind of know what I have to do to improve, but I don't do it. And so the thing I need to address is the fact that I don't do it. And so I hired a coach to work with me to kind of manage these emotions and manage my motivation, help me get a handle on that, because that it, I know that that's what's going to lead to, to progress in the language, right? And every week we sit down, it's not every week, it's every couple of weeks, every two or three weeks, we sit down and we talk about what we've been doing. And um, what the, the, co- the way the coaching often works is that we'll talk about the things that end up being that come, coming to the surface are my feelings and emotions around the task, right? So my, I have a simple goal of reading at least half, a, reading an hour of Japanese a day. That's what I do. Um, that's my aim, at least. And so I have so, certain emotions that come up around that. Recently, they've been fantastic emotions. I've been like picking up lots of stuff in Japanese, reading it very easily. It's been really wonderful. But a few weeks back, I was super frustrated because I was all these Chinese characters that I didn't know and I was focusing on that and my feelings were very different. So when I sit down with with my coach, the, the basic place that he comes down on in terms of what to recommend that I do next is to say that your feelings are what are going to determine what's going to determine your success. If you feel happy and motivated, you'll do more. If you feel bored and miserable, you'll do less. So let's optimize what we do to make ourselves to, to, to basically pander to our, our feelings and emotions. Now, you've got to be a bit careful with this, because if your emotions are just telling you, well, just lie back on the sofa and watch Netflix, then that's not a helpful emotion to have. But if, what we're talking about here is emotions and feelings relating to the task of language learning, what's working, what's not, where your frustrations are, where you think the opportunities lie. So I've, what I've found is by paying close attention to the things that excite me, to the things where I can find the seed of a spark of some kind, you know, I tend to head to head in that direction and let that guide me. And it might just be for a week or a period of a few weeks or a month, but that is the thing that helps me maintain my my motivation, thereby resulting in uh, an improvement in the language. Does that make sense? So for you, Lucia, and for everybody listening, my question to you would be right now, what are your emotions and feelings around whatever language question you're struggling with right now? What do your, what does your heart tell you to do? What excites you? And then pay attention to that and run in that direction for a while. Remember, nothing is forever. 
If it's the wrong choice, well, you can correct course in a month or so. But let your feelings guide you, providing that, again, that these are feelings which are genuinely um, related to language learning and constructive, constructively related to, to language learning. Let your feelings and emotions guide you and see what impact that has on your motivation. I think this is very powerful. I think, I, I don't know if you can do this by yourself. I don't know, you know, if I, if I didn't have a coach, I don't know if it would be the same. Coaches, I mean, I'm a massive fan of coaching. I think coaching is just phenomenal for getting results in any area of your life. But presumably, you know, if something can happen with a coach, then it can happen by yourself too. And I think just being aware of this concept and this way of approaching language learning can be, um, can be powerful. So give that a go and let me know how you get on. You can email me ollie at iwillteachyourlanguage.com. It'd be great to hear from you. I always find that podcast listeners email me the most, which is great because you guys are the best. <laughs> I always enjoy uh, hearing from you, so feel free to drop me a line. Also on Instagram at iwillteachyourlanguage. Messages tend to get through to me there, unlike my email where I get hundreds of messages a day and it's often impractical to, to reply to all of them. So there we have it. If you would like to ask me a question like Lucia did, please go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash ask and you can leave me a message there. At the end of every episode, as you know, I like to leave you with a resource of some kind on the topic of the show. But I don't have anything today because this is kind of a new idea that I'm experimenting with, is this this concept of letting your feelings guide you. And it's a bit dangerous as well because I think it can be misused, this whole thing of paying too much attention to your feelings. So I haven't got it fully worked out yet. So instead, I will suggest that you hop over to italianuncovered.com. That's where you can have a look at our new Italian course that I've created together with my teacher who taught me Italian in part, Martina. We have collaborated to create Italian Uncovered and it is, you, I'm sure you remember long-term listeners from last summer when I was um, learning Italian and I made this whole series about it, documented everything. Um, what Italian Uncovered essentially is, is I take what I did to learn Italian, I kind of bottle it up and then teach that to you in that way. So it's a, it's a very kind of personal course for me. And um, I'd love to have you aboard if you are interested in learning Italian. And once again, italianuncovered.com. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you back in the next episode of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed it. You know, one of the questions I get asked most often about language learning is how to improve your memory. Because things get so much easier when you learn new words and you don't forget them later in conversation when you really need them. So what I decided to do was to put together a, a, a short email course. It's a three-part email course over three days that teaches you my favorite techniques for memorizing vocabulary and actually putting that vocabulary into your long-term memory. It's a short course, three days, it's completely free, and if you'd like to sign up for it, please go to iwillteachyourlanguage.com forward slash free memory course.